Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Look at that face. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Dante Greco Show. Welcome. My guest today, comedian Jeremy Scipio. You know him. You love him. He was at the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> 2022. Not <laughs> I missed the party. I was late. <laughs> My research team. I don't know. They gave me some wrong information. What's going on, Jeremy? How are you? I'm doing great. What's going on, Dante? It's been a long time. What's up with you? I saw that uh, your your name was lit up on the marquee at the Laugh Factory here in Hollywood. I mean, come on, baby. I mean, you know, you know. I, I mean, love that. They're just I trying to win. It. This is huge. This is huge. I figure I'll throw them a bone, man. They, just, they, they needed to the help. You know what I'm saying? So of course. Of course. Um, where have you been? You've been on the road lately or what's up? Uh, I wouldn't call this part the road. I tend to do... Uh, at least uh, two cities a, a month, or whatever. Just you know, because I just got back from Skankfest in uh, Vegas. Oh no, shit! Uh, Saturday night, uh, I wasn't even scheduled to perform. It was just like the homie was like, "Yo, like let's go," and I was like, oh, "I'm tired, bro. I've been like hitting it hard all week, you know." Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Nah, man, we can't miss out." So we just jammed down there. <laughs> were you, able, you were able to get up on stage? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh man, it's just so much going on down there. Uh it's is it's wild. Like it's uh it's like a party and comedy. It's like a it's it's a place for like just wild. That's, that's the best way I can describe it. It's just the the wild version of, of stand-up comedy. Yeah. Comedy fans. So, nice. What hotel was this at? Uh it's not at a hotel. I wish I it's it's at Fremont, uh downtown. Okay. Um I wish I knew more about uh, the direct information of it. I just All know. Right. You, you went. You had a good time. Mm-hmm. Skank yeah, fest. Yeah. So, listen, um, your good friend, Ghislaine Maxwell, gave an interview. <laughs> <laughs> first interview from prison. And um, I don't know if you caught any of this. I know you've been busy. You were at Skankfest. <laughs> but she – you know what? Uh, it was weird because – it's like a tale of two interviews this week because you have Ghislaine Maxwell, convicted sex trafficker, Epstein and the whole thing. And then you yeah. have Kanye and like Kanye, you would think would make more sense than Ghislaine Maxwell. But I found Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell to be quite rational. Uh, I don't want to say uh, I was sympathetic to her plight because, you know, that's a horrible rational. thing. What'd she say? Like, it, it was all him. I just I just was in the car. No, just like the way she was explaining her prison experience. She was just like saying like, oh, I feel very bad for people. And, you know, and she's talking about how bad the conditions are in jail, which if we take Ghislaine out of the equation, you sit there and you say, well, God, that does sound terrible. Mm -hmm. Like the food is awful. It's dirty. They they were like keeping her on uh, suicide watch, waking her up every 15 minutes and, you know, tied up in a thing. She couldn't protect her modesty. According to her, I mean it's 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 prison. That's what <laughs> it is. But like, it I think have... Styles P put it best on a song with Akon locked up. Like pretty much, he just described everything. He said the clothes <laughs> is orange, the food is garbage. I mean, what? 
is bad. I started sitting there thinking, God, like, you know, she's going through it and she deserves it. But what about people that are locked up improperly? Yeah. Um, you know, I heard, you know, with Joe Biden doing the whole, um, you know, I guess legalizing a marijuana, uh, you know, I guess down the road. I know. He oh, yeah. Issue. Oh, yeah. They're going to they're going to pardon people for. Um, Nonviolent marijuana arrest, right? Well, what does that look like? You know, what if you know that was like your your first and second strike, you know, and you know you're you're in prison, and uh, you know the the first two shouldn't even count. You know, like how do they give you your life? Like how do they, you know, yeah. excuse that? You know, those, it those, was those just, it was just I found Ghislaine Maxwell to strangely be a voice for the voiceless. In a weird way, because no one's, <laughs> no one is doing interviews with anyone else in there. Uh, she's been moved down to a Florida prison, which everyone thought was going to be, uh, you know, like one of those club fed type places where she's going to have a great time. But apparently, they're still under a COVID red lockdown, so they don't have as many privileges to move around as she would have expected. You know, when we read okay, about so what's what's her main thing is just they they treat you bad in prison. That's the, like the. The food is terrible. It's, and they treat you bad. She's in a tiny cell. She just has a little cupboard. Um, I, I mean, it's no, um, it's no uh, pedophile island getaway. I mean, what you no. expect? <laughs> That's just privilege talking. <laughs> I was thinking about like what a shock to the system for her to be locked up in prison you know a life of yeah. privilege every access knows everybody has dirt on everybody never yeah. expects that this is going to happen then to be just taken away from that and shoved into prison poor just lame i uh, again i'm not trying to sympathize <laughs> with her i'm just uh, tell, tell me this uh does, does she know whether uh Epstein actually did it like he actually committed suicide. Or she oh uh, well she didn't say that. You know, here's the thing. When I was reading the interview, she's playing it very smart yeah. because she's saying how horrible it was to meet him. It was the biggest regret of her life. But then also she talks about, you know, everyone's sitting here thinking, I'm sure you are as well, why is she still alive? Why is she not dead yet? And apparently there was a million dollar bounty on her life, but um, she's playing it very well in this interview because she talks about like uh, Bill Clinton and Donald uh, Trump and uh, Prince Andrew. She's saying, oh, I feel so bad for them that they're mixed up in this and they were dear friends of mine, but I totally understand why they can't be my friend anymore. To me, she's like playing it like, please don't kill me. I'm not angry yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. I like that you're saying that. Yeah. It's, it's, it seems very strategic. <laughs> yeah. Because we all thought she would be dead by now. I mean, like you said, the fact that you said that there's an interview, I mean, I would be like, Something about her being locked up screams no further questions. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't know she was available for interviews. I would have, I would have tried to book her for a Today Show. Um, <laughs> Actually, I thought that's what you. First, I thought that she was. A myth. I was like, "Yo, why do you need guests like me?" Yeah, just lame. Galen passed. She she wasn't available today. So her booker suggested her agent suggested you after uh, we tried. To <laughs> no, no, don't don't implicate me in anything. <laughs> Um, it is weird though. Ghislaine Maxwell, convicted sex trafficker with all these powerful people, is just sitting alive and she's been sentenced to 20 years in jail. Like, is she she's just gonna sit there 
living for the next 20 years? I mean, is that like what's the the death penalty? Like, how does that work when it comes to? I mean, where do they where do they capture her at? And well, does that no, even apply? Like, it's no. I mean, it's like she's been sent. It's just she, we're we're thinking there's going to be a fake suicide, like the Epstein thing, or or a murder. You know, murder to jail, and it could still happen. She just started her sentence, so maybe I'm <laughs> getting ahead of myself. But <laughs> it's like it's like I only I only got uh, enough for one uh, disappear. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, was it? So I think they like the vacuum, the the vacuum salesman on uh Breaking Bad, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You get the, off, like... the one chance <laughs> if you if you skip out on it, they don't they don't give you another shot at it. Um, I'm surprised she didn't flip. Maybe she just doesn't have access to all the information that we thought she did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever's keeping her alive, I think you I think you're on on the right track. Something about you know the way she's playing it is was keeping her alive, or at least out of additional controversy. You know, I mean, there there yeah. would be no reason to um, you know keep her around or keep her, you know. But I say it's kind of interesting that she's kind of admitting to a lot of things and taking some of the blame, and you know, because um, yeah, you know, cause I don't think did did Epstein even get that far. No, no, he definitely right. didn't. He he was denying it. It's just, you know, they tried to kill him twice. He had that one suicide or, you know, fake suicide attack thing before, like three or four weeks before he died. And then it, then they killed him. And I don't know. It's very <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's very interesting. Like, we got to, you're going to write a book that's like, uh, uh, I am dead. But if I was alive, this is how. Right. <laughs> this is where if I, I did it. <laughs> um, it's just an interesting thing to me. But but again, sh- the way, if you read the interview, I'm not going to sit here and read it because that's boring for people watching. But if you go and read the interview, you'll come away thinking like, wow, she's kind of like self-aware and rational to a point. Obviously, she's trying to put out a message uh, in one way or another, like communicate something about herself that she's not suicidal. She mentioned that and that, uh, you know, she feels bad for everybody, but she understands. So... Um, compare that to Kanye on Drink Champs. Now, I've, I got to, uh, outside of, uh, I guess we got to be careful and say that we're not endorsing anti-Semitic comments. We're not not against, we don't, (laughs) we don't even believe in the Jewish media. (laughs) Media is all media. Yeah. (laughs) It's all, all equivalent media. (laughs) <laughs> Aside from the anti-Semitic stuff, I do like seeing a guy like him speaking his mind freely. It's so rare in in entertainment these days. What do you think about that? Um, so I actually, um, I, I'm not a big podcast listener, um, despite being in hosting, being on and hosting several podcasts. Uh, yeah. not, By the way, uh, thank but, you for coming today. That's that. That was Jeremy Scipio, everybody. <laughs> 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 what I was gonna say is, uh, Drink Champs is one of the ones that got me like into podcasting. You know what I mean, like it was uh-huh. like a, it was like a kind of like a, a really good place for free speech, you know. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, people like let's call it what it is. Like Drink Champs is a place where people are getting drunk and uh, you know inebriated, and they're they're being more um, they're they're um, what's it called when you lower your your their inhibitions are, are being hot raised or whatever. So yeah, that's what has always been cool about watching Drink Champs. So. Um, when I, you know, when I seen Kanye on there the first time, 
I was like, oh, this is going to be good, you know, because, you know, he's, you know, he's a, a free speaker. But, you know, what is that? It depends on the platform. So pretty much like watching drunk Kanye. Oh, this is going to be great. Um, and this go around, um, uh, you know, I was explaining to somebody like what I actually look for. I actually look for like the moves because at the end of the day, this man navigated this industry in order to become a billionaire, you know. So um, there's, you know, I would say a lot of billionaires, I don't trust their opinions on like real life. But I like to listen to the moves and how they got there. So listen to Kanye describe, you know, what his mentality is and how he got there. Uh, it's still interesting. It's still cool to listen to and frame. But um, to hear him uh, implode, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> on a platform is a little sad, you know. <laughs> it's, it's weird because as bad as the backlash has been to him, I don't feel like it's as bad as it has absolutely. been in the past. Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to say for anyone else. I'm saying absolutely not. I don't know how he's getting out of yeah, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I remember, like, in, like, the 90s when Marlon Brando said something about the, the Jewish controlling Hollywood or whatever. Like, that, that, his career was, like, tanked for a while. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. there's way more uh, platforms that someone can speak out on, especially a guy like Kanye. But I feel like he's just kind of continuing to roll along. Yeah, I think, I think you know? he, was, he was looking for he, – he's all about the fight. You know what I mean? Which I can relate because, uh, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a rebel in my heart. So, like, it's easier for me to rebel than to, like, stand, you know, stand on, the, like, the, like, to be at the top. And, you know, like, I, I like the fight. Of, you know, that's the passion. That's where it comes from. Yeah. You know, so I think he was just looking for, like, what, who am I not? Who haven't, who haven't I pissed off? And once he realized he pissed off with this group of people, the untouchables, he's like, let me see how far this goes. Which I'm, I am interested, but I just don't understand. I don't understand his goal. I don't understand the point. Well, I spoke about this on my show last week. I think because Donald Trump is old and he's going to age out eventually, if the media is looking for a new Trump, and this is, I'm not encouraging oh. them to do this, but Kanye is your best bet, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to say, you know, I, I wish I was famous back then because I already know it would have went viral. But before Kanye even spoke about Trump, period. Uh, I was like Donald Trump was like the Kanye West, but for white people, right? Uh, right. Yeah, and then it's crazy. He threw on the hat and started doing stuff. I was like, no, I've never been more accurate about anything before in my entire life. Like, like it was almost like very prophetic of me. But absolutely, he even said during the interview, I haven't watched all. Of it. It's like three hours. I'm not. It's gonna take a couple of days for me to watch. I know. Hour. Me too. But, me too. But he even said he said um, he said they're gonna love me um, in 2024 because. Um, he was saying that um, pretty much the way I interpreted it was that the the media needs, uh, you know, somebody that's pushing the barometer, you know what I mean? Making things exciting. And but Kanye it, West speaking is more exciting than any sports score from the previous day. And it's also the the celebrity connection. You know, Trump was already a celebrity. He knows Hollywood. He loves Hollywood. He knows all the players. He's opinionated. He could be funny. He's off the cuff. He's yeah. not ideological, which is the weird thing also with Kanye. Like, I don't, he's saying terrible things, you know, either about George Floyd or about the Jewish people. But at the same time, I feel like he's like a Trump where the last person in the room with him influenced what he said. And I've seen this before because when I've interviewed him in the past or when I've been around when he's been interviewed, 
Like there's groups of people around him that, that kind of tell him stuff. Or when he doesn't know something, he goes and consults with them during the interview. Oh, yeah. So it's like he's not walking around with like this hard ideology, uh, you know, even though uh, Van Lathan from TMZ said that apparently during the interview, he said he loved Hitler and the Nazis. So, but again, the way I look at it, like that's terrible. You can't but fake I'm, this type of entertainment. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not as scared of Kanye saying that because I feel like he'd be like, I love the way that, you know, he, he organized the whole thing or something. Yeah, that's as, as true as that can be. You definitely have to be careful with your words. You know, I'm, I'm a person who, yeah. you know, I like a good passionate speech, but I also understand that, you know, words have power. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and you, you like and you want not from Hitler, yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know, and you want to be you always want to mind, you know, the, you know, don't don't kill the messenger, but you want to mind the messenger. The the message changed based upon the credibility of the messenger. And you know, Kanye, uh, as respectful as possible I can be to Kanye, you know, I still put him in the box of a rapper and a fashion designer. Uh I kind of don't want knowing what I know about him in the most positive way. I don't really need his opinion in politics or right. um, or just, you know, critical thinking things from day to day. But I respect him as a billionaire uh, and as, a, as a, even as a, uh, a critically thinking black man. I appreciate that, too. But um, I just don't need his. You know, I have my own opinions and I, don't th I do think some of his opinions can be toxic in the overall. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's just too loud. of a, Like if you take Kanye's opinions on different topics and spread it amongst, you know, different people, then we have a conversation. When you got this one source, this one guy, which like, oh, I don't even like all his albums. I like him, but I don't like all his albums. Right. I don't need that person to then have, <laughs> like, it's just too much in one like source, like, you know, and that's just me personally. I'm not even going to, you know, right around, you know, the, the stuff he's actually saying. I'm just saying, me yeah. personally, when when Kanye comes up, I'm like, okay, what, what now? Because <laughs> it's, it's just so much <laughs> weirdly i think you know i want to ask you this too but i think that makes him ultimately redeemable uh granted not just like show up to work on monday and act like you never said that the jewish media is holding you back and stuff you know he'll, he'll have to do some mea culpas i think but i don't see him being cast out forever Especially because he self-produces so much, like even with the stem player, like you're not going to yeah. you kick him off Apple Music or whatever. He'll just put out his own product. And, and, and I really believe in a, like a year or two when he releases his next album, almost all will be forgotten, if not forgiven. What do you think? Yeah, that, that OK, the terminology like forgotten and forgiven. I don't think uh, I don't think that's as relevant. Um I do think we need a break from Kanye. Yeah. Overall. Like it, it needs to be a break. Um, and you know, I always say when I am like going hard on people, I always say, like, um, you know, they probably more than likely has helped more people on this planet than I have. You know, like he's fed more people and take care of more people. So, you know, my judgments are purely, you know, in the like, you know, conversation. Like I don't I don't view anything Kanye uh said or done as different as like conversation that just shouldn't be on air. You know what I mean? Like, people, this is how real people talk. You know what I mean? You give somebody some liquor, you, you corner them. You know how many CEOs, like, you know, have these averse opinions? You know what I mean? And it won't be on Jewish people. It'll be on, like, black people. Or, you know, it might even be on white people. It might be on their own kind. It's just, you know, they're going to say things 
that are against popular opinion. You know what I mean? Which is fine. But with Kanye's particular, he has a he has his own culture of people that's going to support him no matter what. No matter what. So right. in that way, he'll be fine. Um, I don't know if there is a media blackout on because this, this drink champs thing was so fresh. Like he was already, they already said no interviews from him, and then he ended up on something else. Right. He could li- easily pop up on something else. Well, yeah, I mean the shop with LeBron James had him on, and then they decided not to air the interview because he was making more uh, using more hate speech. So, but that's, that's, yeah, I, no, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to say one thing also for Nori uh, from Drink Champs. I, I do want to defend him a little bit. Because he's getting backlash saying, you know, uh, about the the comments about George Floyd and and Jewish people and all that. You know, he's right. He says here, I didn't want him to walk out. Yeah, like what would it have accomplished if he had stood up 10 minutes into the interview and be like, you're disgusting, get out. You know, it's better to let the guy talk and then see who he really is. Yeah, I'm not down for censorship of uh, opinions. Um you know, like it's it's a, it's a platform. It's just one of the many platforms, um, and it's literally the show's called Drink Champs. These are guys literally drinking and talking shit. I mean, if you don't, what other disclaimer do you need for that? I mean, yeah. like yo, it's, it's like yo, it's, this is not um, this is not a, a primary source of news. This is not these. This is not journalism happening here. Right. These are shit talkers. And and so, by the way. <laughs> The media is plenty happy to report on this and get the clicks and the advertising dollars that come from it. So you know, yeah, and and, and on top of that, um, because I because I, I've been following Drink Champs. To be honest with you, Drink Champs. The reason why it's become uh, and this is good. This is actually there's no such thing as bad publicity. This is great publicity for Drink Champs because there's still a, a huge amount of people that didn't know Nori had a podcast or Drink mm-hmm. Champs existed. So this is cool. But the reason why Drink Champs even became so mainstream is because when Kanye was on last time. So, you know, that's that's why. If if you need to know why Nori had him on there, that's why. That's yeah. why. It's the perfect time. It was great. I um, But, yeah, I just think that uh, – I, I really don't think Nori should be apologizing. If anything, it just shows that he has uh, some sponsorships that we're planning on pulling out or they're going to pull the plug on the show. Yeah. But, um, he, you know, he he's not going to – like, it, you, I thought it would have been more disrespectful than what Kanye was saying – Therefore, Nori to invite Kanye on Drink Champs and then um, go hard on him or everything. You know, like, just like, yo, like, I'm not taking this and leaving. Yeah. Then why invite your, he's a guest on your show. And it's like, who else is going to want to come on and have to go through that if Nori disapproves of you? Yeah, just like um, the censorship of, you know, uh, things we don't agree with. I don't, you know, like, uh, if if we can somehow create conversation and, you know, like, hey, you know, not that we need a, to hear Kanye West out because I think we heard enough. But we do need platforms that are less biased where people can come on and express themselves. And what better way than a drinking show? No, absolutely. But unfortunately, you're saying we need a break from Kanye. I look at that 2024 hat and I think we're just (laughs) ramping up. Like the next two years, he's going to be very vocal. Because like last time, he didn't start running till pretty late into the race. Yeah. This time... He's linked up with Candace Owens. I'm sure there are, you know, backers behind the scenes who are going to be working on this. And you're going to be hearing a lot of Kanye. It's just, it is weird that he's going so hard, leaning so hard into like the stereotypes that conservatives want to avoid, which is like, you know, racist, 
anti-Semitic, don't yeah. believe the George Floyd story, anti-BLM, like all those things that conservatives yeah. are trying to be like, no, 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 we're pro, not like that. Pro-life. He's just going abortion. right. <laughs> Yo, exactly. He goes straight to work. That's what, that's what uh, tanked his, uh, his uh, campaign last time was the abortion conversation. Right. Um, it's kind of, it's, and it's really awkward because I don't think the views expressed by Kanye reflects those of the modern day conservative person. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not that they need defending. It's just like, it's like, <laughs> I don't think that's the hill that everybody's dying on. You know what I mean? Like that, that one was like, but then again, you know, they did have the Texas thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, it's just like, you know, dude, um, things aren't, you know, that way anymore. I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, I've never got down with the whole liberal, liberal conservative um, argument. Like anybody to me who stands so hard in that in one direction, uh, it's it's like a form of um, uh, it's a form of, of mind control. You know what I mean? To me, okay. like um, yeah, it's like uh, whenever people give you two options, I feel like that's manipulation. You know what I mean? Like they don't tell you that. Like they say, you either this or that. It's like, can I be neither? Is that possible? <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm not charged up about this, but you know, Kanye's fully bought in. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I'd say just like Donald Trump. Is it at least exposes parts of our government and forces them to work, you know? right? Like things aren't on, on autopilot. Like with Joe Biden, I feel like certain things went back to auto, autopilot. You know, where we just expect the government to take care of it, even though you know we should actually be more invested. Yeah, well, everyone wanted a break. I mean, even I, you know, I followed politics closely for a year, like the last two decades, like going back to the Bush years. And after Trump and the nonstop every day, some shit's happening, I needed a break. Like I've taken the Biden administration off in terms of paying attention, <laughs> paying as close attention. Like I needed a break. We did need a guy who could just go in there and just be boring. But, um, but you know, and... and that's what they're able to get away with deception because they know we're not paying as much attention. That's why I say, like, I'm not, I am not, uh, you know, I don't support Trump, nor do I support Kanye's presidential uh, <laughs> campaign. But I'll just say that it literally makes every individual more focused on modern day issues. Yeah. Do you think the Floyd family should sue Kanye? They're talking about it. Um, no, the reason why is because he was fed misinformation from Canada, the documentary that Candace Owens was promoting. I know nothing about it, but I do know that he was quoting something that he saw. So to sue uh, Kanye West, to me, is more of a media attention move. It's like, if you want to sue somebody, sue people who made the documentary that made the false information. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, you know, our, we, we're, we're fed false information in, in, in school. Do you sue the school system? Like, what do we, what do we do? You know what I mean? Right. It's like go to the source. The White Lives Matter sweatshirt. How expensive? Like, what would be the price point if he was to start selling that? Because Kanye has those fans that will buy anything. I remember. I've talked about this before. I had to go cover the Free Larry Hoover concert last year with him and Drake. Never freed him. He's still sitting in prison, by the way. Does anyone? I've been asking this. Did anyone ever free Larry Hoover, or did they just cash ah! the checks? <laughs> as far as I know, he and oh. Ghislaine are, are still going to be in jail for a long time. Um, yeah, man, that is that's wow. You know, it's funny. 
I'm, I'm, I normally catch stuff like that, but I'm glad when somebody else does. I didn't even think about that. That's I will fun. never forget because I was standing outside of the Coliseum or the Forum or wherever the fuck they had it, trying to interview people as they came in back when I was at TMZ. And uh-huh. I, it, I just didn't enjoy having to be out there doing that. So I have kind of a grudge against the whole event. <laughs> Constantly <laughs> checking. Like, is Larry Hoover out? God damn it. Because Did we just those... waste our time? I, I, yeah, obviously it was a um, it was a manipulative play on Kanye's part because he wanted to, you know, get Drake in, in a, an arena and yeah. do like a versus thing with him. So. You just reminded me of something else. What I really wanted to talk about, the most shocking thing that Kanye said in the Drink Champs interview to me was that Drake fucked Kris Jenner. Yeah, yeah, I did hear that. I, I have to take, when Kanye is, um, he's really good at moving the, the needle as far as conversation goes. Yeah. So you have to, anything like that, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Because You don't believe that? I believe that completely. I, I need more information. Kanye West cannot be the primary source for information like that. You got to understand that he just says things. But he's also the only guy who would say that. Like everyone else would be scared about pissing off Drake or, or Chris Jenner. He'll say that shit. Well, if, if whatever business deal they got going on, it'll come out one day. You know, Drake will say something or, you know, Chris or even um, Chloe might slip up and be like, well, I'm not the one who fucked my favorite rapper or something like that. I don't know. But right. yeah, I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. Love Kanye to death. Cannot take him the primary source of that specific type of information. I've been trying to find because like, aren't there rumors that Drake also slept with Kim at one Kim, point yeah. and yeah. probably the rest? Of, he fucked the whole family. Well, he said <laughs> that's such, that's a lot. Um, Ka- he said he fucked Caitlyn. I wish said that, Kanye uh, had said that. If, if he, Kanye had said that he fucked Caitlyn, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Kanye said Drake pulled him to the side and said, I just want to let you know that nothing happened between me and Kanye. So, you know, look, man, I, I don't know. I just, I, I do think there's a lot of screwy things in Hollywood. Uh, you know, I, I do believe a lot of people slept with each other just because, but yeah. Kanye, I'm telling Kanye, well, he's, he's, he's a walking TMZ article like he's going to say the thing that's the headline the headline is you know drake smashed chris jenner and he'd be like no i just really want us to focus on you know you if you pay attention to the way he talks his everything goes back to him and fashion <laughs> no matter yeah. what the topic is he'd be like you know black people are under discrimination and the reason why is because when i try to go when i try to get a meeting with ralph lauren um, <laughs> like what he said, I'm Walt Disney. I was like, wait, so that's why? <laughs> what <laughs> you know? So yeah. I can't. I'm sorry. This is juicy information. I cannot take Kanye West as the source for that. <laughs> I, you know, I don't blame Chris. By the way, she, of course, Drake wants to fuck you. You tell Corey Gamble, take the night off. And Corey Gamble, her boyfriend, just has to sit yeah. there and take it. Right? I mean, what is he gonna do? He has to be like, okay. Because then he gets well, cut off, right? And if he speaks out, then it would be bad for his business. So you know, he's like a behind-the-scenes guy. Yeah, they got an arrangement, I'm sure. Yeah, Kanye, you said he's a walking team. I wish I was working there right now. It would be so easy just to just ask about Kanye, just whoever you <laughs> yeah. see. Hey, what do you think about Kanye calling the anti-Zionist? <laughs> Zionists are making Kim have sex by the fireplace with Pete Davidson. <laughs> yeah, it was so much in there. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, speaking of which, do you consider 
<laughs> you say you don't believe in Jewish media. Here, this is, this is how I get us both canceled, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you consider TMZ Jewish media? I was actually talking to somebody about that. We're out of time. Thank you. <laughs> No, there's no such thing as the Jewish media. It's just uh, people in the media. Some are Jewish, some are Christian. Right. Some are, you know, Italian. <laughs> I'm Italian. This is the Italian so they're all, media. Hey, so they're all mobsters is what you're saying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> run by the mob still. Yeah, it's, it's weird for him to say. I feel like Kanye has just met some people that are Jewish who happen to be in positions of power. And he's like, the Jewish media. You know, it makes sense. Or maybe it's Candace Owens. You know, again, I think it's all Candace Owens. She's saying this because she's figured out a good business of being a conservative. They say she used to be more of a liberal. And then she realized conservatives, being a conservative media personality is where the money's at, which yes. is why I'm I'm pivoting to that myself, because <laughs> the liberals will will just like they'll eat their own. They, they can't wait to cancel you. You know, we saw yeah, that with Al Franken. So, yeah, and, and just. On a plain level, conservatives have more money, so they'll spend more to hear their voices echoed versus yeah. liberal people. But no, he, once again, I don't buy, you know, like it, that, that stuff, man. And maybe I'm not rich enough to understand it. Um, but Kanye is in service of Kanye. That's just facts at this point. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, you know, do, does he have pure intentions somewhere in there? Probably. But more than likely, if he's not benefiting off of it, it's not as interesting to him. Uh, Candace Owens, I feel like, is immature. Um, she speaks on uh, things that she hasn't directly experienced. Not saying you have to experience things in order to understand them, but I say with Candace Owens in particular, I'm like, there's no way you know people in those scenarios that you're describing and you would have that opinion. So yeah. that's well, why I can't keep that her. It was weird, too, how she, last week, she tried to claim that JP Morgan dropped Kanye after his statements as kind of a like, see, the Jewish media is canceling or the Jewish banking industry. But then it turned out that they had already canceled the deal way before that. So mm -hmm. it, you could see a little bit of the grift showing when that happens. I, I wonder uh, with that scenario, because there was, you know, Kanye called out Adidas and he put the board, you know, the, the board uh, of Adidas up. And, um, you know, he one of the people who was on, like, the board was also owner of J.P. Morgan Chase. So I wonder if that's something to do with it. But I don't know if I – don't, I don't know how that works. Like, can you, can you, like, cut off business with people just because they said something you didn't like? Like, is that a thing you can do? Uh, probably. I'm sure they have all kind of morals clauses and so on and so forth in the contracts. Um. Mm -hmm. So what? Getting back to what price point would the White Lives Matter sweatshirt need to be for you to be like, well, to purchase it? It is Kanye. It it had to be free, and I should <laughs> I should gotcha. be allowed to modify it as much as possible. I know that's what I'm worried about. You know how they send um, like the losing Super Bowl team stuff to to countries. Like imagine if Kanye made a bunch of these and they couldn't sell them, and then they just send them. To, oh my god, that would be awful. Did, did you did you see what he said on an interview? Why he uh, like what happened with the the t shirt that he was going to sell? No, what did he say? Oh, it's funny. Like yo, this is like comedy, man. I, you, you cannot make this guy up. So they were ready to do this whole rollout with the White Lives Matter tees, but the guy who was making them was Jewish. 
So when Kanye started saying the anti-Semitic stuff, he's like, no, I can't. That's where he got <laughs> feels up. So that's why he started wearing the tremendous. That was the next line. But he Kanye was like, this is the crazy thing Kanye said. He goes, see, this is what I'm talking about. The Jewish people have been buying the black opinion for far too long and see how they bought my opinion and dismissed my opinion. I'm like, hold on, wait. So you mean to tell me White Lives Matter was a black opinion? Stop <laughs> this madness, dude. <laughs> like, yo. It's <laughs> insane. Where does he come up with this stuff? Like, I don't know. He's got he's got so many ideas. He just seems to have like gotten into a weird patch where they're all very off-putting <laughs> to like, I, I, the rest I think- of the world. Watching him talk, and this is why I do appreciate Drink Champs. That's what I'm saying. Like we need, we need uh, mediums like this. Um, watching him talk, you can see how his mind kind of works, and it'll just flow into one subject and out to the other. And it doesn't. That there's no, there's no correlation directly. No offense to him in that way, but you can just see how his brain works. Like it's not. It's just where he's where he's at, and that's fine. You know what I mean, that doesn't mean that that's a global issue. That's just a Kanye West issue. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's just weird because they say like uh, Elon Musk has given interviews where he just says like I just constantly have ideas happening in my head, you know. And it, Kanye seems to be the same way. Yes, it's just yeah. and he acts on it. He acts like every thought that pops in his head is an emergency. Uh, <laughs> Some things you just shouldn't say. You should just keep it in your brain. Impossible to deal. Like I almost feel bad for Kim Kardashian just from the stance of like. Holy shit. Again, Kanye. Now it's like just having to deal with that. It would be very hard to be in any kind of close personal relationship with him, I think. Well, it's somebody who you like, yo, just by him owning a phone could like shake the world. I mean, we're we're all we all contributed to it. We're in a sense of, you know, he's just one person. Like That's one thing I say, you know, in defense of him, like he's a lot of people have like these wild opinions. You know what I mean? But the fact that we've given, we collectively have given Kanye West so much power, you know, we've made his, we, we've prioritized his opinion on so many things that, you know, him tweeting is, it stops. It's like the news, it's like the Super Bowl every time. Why can't him tweeting, why can't him just doing Instagram just be that? Like, it's just, he's just saying something. It doesn't have to affect stocks. It shouldn't have to affect, he's, he's just having a moment, you know, but we, we've made it to where it's we gave we give him too much power too much opinion that's all uh, at this point pete davidson's got to be happy that kim dumped him because it would not be worth the trouble like this version of kanye we thought the version of kanye that was you know burying pete's head in music videos and shit was bad like this version is almost scary if you're on the receiving end of it like we can observe it as people just looking at the media and be like oh he's crazy but imagine that was directed at you yeah, well, you know? yeah, I say, well, Kanye West himself isn't scary, but his um, his followers, the fact that he could point the finger at you and you'll probably get death threats and people banging on your door, or you can't go to a grocery store, you know, that type of stuff. But Kanye West himself, I feel like he's harmless. I don't think he, <laughs> he doesn't post a threat. On the other end of that coin, Kim Kardashian fucked up and she's kind of responsible for all of this uh, because if she had just stayed with Pete, Kanye would have had a focus, which was Pete. Like, he was just saying shit about Pete, and everyone was like, okay, whatever. He's jealous. Now he's attacking the Jews of the world and then George Floyd and the white light. It's like, she unleashed this Pandora's box by breaking Pete Davidson's heart 
again. That guy can't stop getting left by the hottest. <laughs> the yeah, you know he, and that's another thing too with Kanye. And he like, you know, he it's he the way he poses things, like he was saying, uh, my Christian wife, my my Christian uh, ex uh, wife, um, uh, and my black children, and is like, dude, dude, Christian, I hear you, but this is Kim Kardashian. First of all, you knew what you're getting into. Right. You both, you guys are media whores, and you do anything for attention. I just think with, that he's out with Ray J at the premiere the other night. Yeah, it's you know he he wants all the smoke. He's down with it. You know he likes the the narrative. She likes the narrative. They're making money off of it. I I sorry to feel sorry for either of them. Um. Uh, but if you're just joining us, we're here with comedian Jeremy Scipio. Jeremy, do you know? pete davidson at all have you met him or done anything with him that is a great question i don't but um you know most times there's a lot of comedians that that i do know so that's actually a great question oh, I was just curious. <laughs> do you know comedians? It's highly possible. yeah but no it's funny because <laughs> people be like in my face talking trash about somebody like i don't know <laughs> like right I want to ask a question, but I don't want to offend anybody. It's not an offensive yeah. question. In case you knew him, you know, I don't want to make things weird if you run into him. Not that he would see this, but um, do you think he should take a break from trying to date all these like super hot celebrity women? Because every time it ends in a breakup, I feel bad. And then I feel like, oh, my God, is he going to make it? Like, you know, he's so fragile. It seems like it's a lot of stress on on us, on the public, every time he dates someone like this, because then you're just watching, like, oh, shit, is he gonna, is she gonna leave him, and is this gonna be the one that pushes him off the edge of the cliff? Can he just date a normal, non-famous, average-looking woman for once? Your thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I mean, I, I would suggest that for anybody, um, you know, uh, dating someone in the limelight, you know, obviously bring his own stresses, but uh, yeah, with Pete Davidson in particular. Uh, I, I don't know if it's um, I don't know if that's him doing that, you know, because at the end of the day, like, you know, you dating somebody celebrity, like it's, it's, it's a good career move. It keeps your name in the conversation yeah. uh, versus, you know, some, if, if you're not dating somebody, um, just, you know, more opportunities for your, you know, um, you know, it, it, like, you, you know, you're going to get more jobs and some even some like award places, they'll acknowledge you more. So if it's keeping him working, I mean, actually, I technically I don't see anything wrong with it. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know about his mental stability, but, um, you know, man, that's just a part of life, man. Heartbreaks. Like, broke people break up, too, and it hurts, too. So, I we mean, don't, you know. We don't we don't know about them, and so we don't care. With him, yeah. I know <laughs> the story. And it's like, God, please, man. Just when, when Kim broke up with him, I was like, all right, any day now, we're going to be well, reading that awful you, news. How can you not see that coming? Like, dude, she was anybody who's been in a relationship for like, you know, anywhere between seven and ten years, and you're the person you date after them. That's called a rebound. You yeah. can't unrebound yourself. There's nothing you can do about that. I thought it so, was going to last. I thought whatever that uh, weird power that he has was going to last. I thought she had like wanted someone funny, and the family liked him, and they were going to take over his career, and Chris Jenner was going to, you know. That was Kim's version of dating a broke guy. That's that's the lowest she could do. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's like she woke up one day, like, "What the fuck am I doing? Oh my god!" And, and, and even all that, I don't even feel like anything's wrong with that scenario. Only thing I say was him tattooing the kids on him. Uh, I think that was a bit much, man. Yeah, and, and not man. even for. Yeah, and branding her name. Yeah, and like you said, not yeah. even for. Yeah, not for the, the kids. Uh, just for his own sake. Like it's a now that's a lot to tear away yourself away from. You know, yeah, just the, literally I, the, the physical representation of that. I could see where Kanye's coming from with that. Like if some guy tattooed my kids' names on him after six months, he also sounds a little extreme. Uh, no offense, Pete. I don't want to get get uh, your I, good friend Jeremy. Here in trouble. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not friends with them, but I would. I would love to be friends with them. Um, also, uh, I put them all in the same category. It's like, yo, you're you're just doing. They know how to move the barometer. I still have to look at the tattoo thing as a um, as a way to like. It's it's a it's a whole news article. It writes itself. Kim was kind of the apex, though. Like, where does he go from there? She's a billionaire, and she's like, you know, like it or not, one of the biggest celebrities on the planet. Where do you go from there? Any regular woman would be better than Kim at that point. But I mean, if he yeah. wants to top Kim, where do you go? You don't want to top Kim. You don't want. She's over to the left. That's this whole separate thing. The things that come along with that—that that stress. Come on, man. Like I, 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 no part of me would want to. Not even like like take physically out of it. I would want to date anybody like Kim Kardashian. That's way too yeah. much pressure. Oh yeah, me neither. It's, me neither. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, man. He, but, but he needs he needs to find a nice regular girl that won't stress him. But I mean, <laughs> we know that that's the smart move. But I feel like he and his team think, "Hey, listen, you're just getting it from went from Ariana Grande. We thought that was as big as it could get. Then you went to Kim Kardashian. Holy shit! Who do you get next? Is he gonna join the Saudi royal family? Do they they have a daughter? <laughs> Does MBS have a daughter or something? Oh. Or sister? Yeah, man, getting to the royal one of the royal families. Um, was it like Jay Electronica? He was dating um, a Rothschild. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. see, but the, but at least that one you get rich and you get quiet. I was like, right. like the like, TMZ isn't up to butt all every day. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. I hope it works out for Pete. I guess <laughs> you're funny or not. <laughs> whatever he whatever he wants to do. <laughs> um. Hey, by the way, what's going on with the comedy store? When are they going to bring sorry. back the open mic nights? They used to do that on Mondays. Oh, no, it's back. Like, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, pot, uh, it's called Potluck. Uh, yeah, it's, it's tonight, actually. Yeah. Uh, oh, so like, that's when, when just any amateur can go up there and, and start doing it? Yeah, uh, so... Sign uh, up the, to try. Yeah, the way I describe it, it's, it's different than back when I used to do it. But um, mm. basically, I think on Fridays... Uh, like one, you're supposed to um, submit to this email, and um, I'm 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 gonna say the email wrong, so I'm not gonna say it at all. But whatever the email is, you submit to it, and then um, I think you find out on Monday. They put your name on a list out of one out of like ten or twelve, and yeah, you go up for like uh, three minutes. You know, so yeah. Hey, did you see uh, Bros? <laughs> no, I haven't seen Bros. I Sadly, see I, <laughs> no, I don't think anybody did. I think that's why I did so bad in the box office. <laughs> it just—it didn't. It bothered me. Not. It just bothers me to think that anyone's obligated to see any movie. You know? Yeah. 
especially yeah. to pay um, for it in a theater. Like, get mad if no one watches it when it comes out on TV. But yeah, that's what it was. I think I saw something that was just like, you know, the reason why the movie didn't do well is because, uh, you know, they said America's homophobic. And I'm like, yes, yes. Just like, um, like, yo, you, exactly. That's just like saying, like, man, the reason why you know we keep having trouble with black people in America is America's racist. It's like, yes, yeah, <laughs> adapt, right? <laughs> adapt. That's so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about the movie at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know any of the details in the movie. I mean, obviously it was pitched as a gay movie, but I feel like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, not Bruno. I guess Bruno. That Bruno. Was oh yeah, the gay movie that did well. Yeah. Huh? It's yeah. if if the movie's good, um people go see it. I think the problem is they marketed it as a historic important event because it was the first uh like all gay rom-com made by a big studio and nobody wants to do anything important or have to go somewhere because they feel like it's a historically important. Like nobody cares that much anymore, especially about movies, right? We've got importance fatigue, don't we? <laughs> I, I agree. I'm like, I'm like, why couldn't they just have made a movie like, like if the main, whatever, I don't know what the main character's name is, right? But let's just say if it's Greg, right? Why couldn't it just be a movie called Greg's Life? And you can watch right. the movie and it's just, you know, Greg happens to be gay and goes through these issues. You know, but yeah, you're right. They, you're right. They're making it seem like it's like a, like this is pivotal. And it's like, well, I want to be entertained. Uh, yeah. I know I told my friend, I was like, why couldn't they just make a movie about, uh, why can't they just make a movie, a, a, a funny movie, no, a good, like a, a biopic type of movie about a, a gay person like who's interested or something? He's like, they already did it. Uh, he goes, Bohemian Rhapsody. And I was like, <laughs> that's <laughs> <I was> stupid. <laughs> that is kind of true. Uh, you want to go see it later? No, but um, <clears throat> I actually think it's a good time to announce that I'm making a movie. It's called uh, Niggas. Uh, and it's about the important uh, importance of black people it's in America, fair. and I demand that every white person watch this movie. And I I will be there. I don't know how I'm gonna ask for the ticket when I show up at the movie theater. I'll just have to point to the screen and say that one. But um, and the Jewish media better support <laughs> the Jewish media better fund this movie. They better like this movie. God <laughs> but, damn it. But I can't make this movie and then be surprised when at mass they're not enjoying it. You know, that's, and that's just a, that's a, let's just let's take all of the uh, political chargeness out of it. You know, yeah. it's it's just not the best piece of advertisement. That's all. Honestly, your idea, not a bad idea for like a YouTube parody of the whole situation. <laughs> oh, man, I got a bunch of those, man. I'm going to do white <laughs> slavery. I'm going to do. Uh... <laughs> I I got, oh, I got a list of those. Oh, I love that. <laughs> the, uh, I'm, I'm also fighting for the alopecia community. community uh, community. Um, you know, is that right? Awareness, yeah, man. Because do you do you have that? Oh boy, do I? <laughs> you do. I can't hey, what are you doing? It doesn't look like. Wait, can I zoom in more? Let me see. <laughs> Yo, this is discrimination, sir. Were you offended? Did you want to slap? <laughs> Did you want to slap Chris Rock after that awful joke? Yes, I wanted to slap Chris Rock. I also wanted to slap Will Smith. I want to yeah. slap everybody. This is a travesty. But no, um, <laughs> no, I, I did think that was interesting. It was an interesting way to bring awareness to an issue. 
You know, when you when you have alopecia, does it piss you off when LeBron James gets like hairline implants? Because he was going that way, and then yeah. he added in some stuff in the front, and uh, Jeremy Piven too, I think. Yeah, and it's like, hey guys, you're cheating. No, no, Stand that's the with whole us. game. No, 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 no. That's the whole. That's part of it. See, you're discriminating. See, look, <laughs> <laughs> everybody's at different stages of their hair loss, okay? Right. And how they choose to deal with it. <laughs> so, My girlfriend insists that I'm constantly in a, in a stage of it. You know, I have this like widow's peak. That makes uh, it look like I'm losing my hair. But it's looked the same thin hair. It's like that horrible thin white hair that uh oh, man. You looked got like the this super, for years. You got the Superman curl, you'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Superman curl. You're for good. now. <laughs> for now. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I've kept you almost an hour. Uh if we reach an hour mark, I, I apparently I have to pay you. So we're gonna cut it short now. <laughs> So this would be a good time to tell you about my life from uh yeah. let's do yeah. start from the beginning. From, uh, so uh yeah, no, I was a sperm wrap, seal. <laughs> before we wrap it up though, let's just let's just chat. Let's uh, anything on your mind, anything you want to talk about. Um let's see. Um well, you know what? Uh you know, I've I've been I have been uh, building some uh, steam, so it's kind of cool that um I've been uh, looking a lot more acting a lot more um also uh i have um got some uh some i do have some dates coming up i say the the main date i'm concerned with is um i'm performing at growlers memphis tennessee uh right. <laughs> say, say that one more time it, it cut out a little oh, bit sorry. right when you said I'm, it. I'm performing at growlers uh in memphis tennessee january 13th through the 15th um so that's where a lot of my focus is my birthday is uh january 20th so oh, I'm gonna be celebrating good. in Memphis, and then I'm gonna celebrate when I get back as well. You know, um, you know that's Hitler's birthday. Which which date? January twentieth. January twentieth. Is it really? Yeah. How do you how do you know that off the hand? See, <laughs> Just, that's that's offensive. That's my you, that's you my, knowing that off the top. <laughs> <laughs> that's my go to yeah. joke for anyone's birthday. I actually did that to you last time you were on the show too. <laughs> you know, um, my my birthday is um. Uh, it, so the day Obama got inaugurated was yeah. on my birthday. So at the time I was working at this tax place uh, and people always come to me and go like, wow, how does it feel to have your birthday on the same day that the first black president was inaugurated? And I'm like, every president gets inaugurated on the 20th. Like, <laughs> That's right. What does that have to do with me? <laughs> Until yeah. it's my inauguration, I don't exactly. care. <laughs> exactly. By the way, and you know, that's also, it's also my birthday. Yo, I feel like you're appropriating my birthday. Um, hey, hey, listen, I was born first, I think. Unfor <laughs> unfortunately, I think it's also Jeffrey Epstein's birthday, and that's not a joke. So, oh, really? Jeez, yeah, man. such so, a crowded so, day. Think about that on, on your birthday. Think about that when they talk about the I inauguration. Do. Be like, well, actually, Jeffrey Epstein was born today, so that takes precedence. I actually, actually like uh, my birthday because it's always, I always tend to be around uh, Martin Luther King's. Um, when they celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, he's not his actual, yeah. his actual birthday is the fifteenth. But some is either is always pretty much I always have a three day weekend where I could like celebrate my birthday in peace. So that's one thing I like about uh, yeah. January twenty. I guess. Have you performed in Memphis before? <laughs> no, this will be my first time. Uh, I travel a lot and perform in I perform in just about every major city, and uh, you know it sucks that uh, this is the first time I'm coming to Memphis, but I'm broadening broadening my range. So yeah. Excited. Love it. 
Love it. Well, listen, I wish there was something we could do about the alopecia. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's the two things. Um, Like, regrowing hair and uh, teeth. Like, that. that's, man, sometimes man can't figure that out. I'm done. Like, if, (laughs) if somebody asked me, like, yo, if you could, like, get rid of all racism in the world or, like, regrow your hair. <laughs> That's a I'm like, tough, tough. I want to hit New Carolina immediately. Okay, <laughs> New Carolina's for everybody. <laughs> right. We thugged it out this long. We can do another few years. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, do you have any last words you want to share with uh, the massive audience of this show? Oh man. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much it, man. Uh. You know. Uh. Hey, if you uh want to see me, uh, my name is Jeremy Scipio. Uh. I would say. Instagram is probably the best way to, you know, keep in touch with me uh, at Jeremy Comedy. Um, I say if you want me to come to your city or someone like me to come to your city, um, I would say, you know, check me out over there. Um, I just have uh, one of my first clips go viral. Uh, I joined the reels and TikToks or whatever. So um, which I had to look up the definition of viral because, you know, that's an overused term today. Uh, But, yeah, by definition, I had a (laughs) had a clip go viral. Um, yeah, but yeah, let me know if you like what I do, and uh, you know, I'll see you soon. Nice, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, it was great having you. We'll do this again sometime. Follow him at Jeremy Comedy, J E R E M Y C O M E D Y, and uh, look him up. And if he's ever performing in your city, go there and see him. He is hilarious. I've seen him a couple times, I can vouch for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, also, um. <clears throat> Feel free to uh, come to the comedy store. Check me out there, Laugh Factory. Improv. Oh yeah, if uh, yeah. If you if you live in LA, you'll you'll see him performing around here all the time. So go check him out for sure. Comedy store. Laugh you Factory. saw me do the hat trick, man. He did the hat trick. That you know what that is? That's where you perform in every room of the comedy store in the same night. And he did it within like I don't know what was that a 30, 45 minute stretch. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Got, y'all got the, like a really good experience it's not always like that that was kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was great he took me and my girl in there um my girl evie by the way shout out to her uh shout out. i don't know if she's watching or not but uh if she is <laughs> oh hello all right jeremy thank you and right. uh i will follow up with you later thank you bye Peace. everybody what let me let me play my outro. It's the same as my intro. <laughs> okay, fuck it. All right, bye everybody.